Mic check one. Check. Checking. Check. Check two. Looks good. How about three? <laughs> three. Right. Do you have a, is that check. a cr- crazy check character voice? Check. <laughs> hey! <laughs> three. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Episode 287, Countdown to Podfest 2015. Audible presents. It's this week. It really, it's, in, it's literally in a it's couple of days. It's in three days. days. Yeah. Thir- yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. And we've got, uh, we, we're going to have an amazing show at CFM. We, we've got uh, Susie Nakamura, uh, Dave Foley. Dave Foley. And, First time guest, Dave Foley. And we're going to do a Q&A after the earbud screening. And we've got a lot of really interesting movie trailers to show, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. You told me what some of them were, and I was like, I don't even want to see them. I yeah. want to see them for the first time when we're on stage. There's a couple I think you might want to just see for the first time. I can't wait. Yeah. I love. I love. This is going to be great. Um, and then we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna do a little Q and A because uh, Earbuds is screening, of course, Friday night uh, at 11 o'clock. Uh, and some people were asking. I posted this on Twitter. Um, if you can't make the whole festival, you're working over the weekend or whatever. For you can just get a Friday pa- a day pass. Yes, which is twenty nine bucks, and it includes the opening night party thing, a couple of free cocktails, courtesy of Audible.com, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you've got three shows at seven o'clock, three shows at nine o'clock, and then the earbud screening at eleven. So you can pick, you can see two podcasts you can pick out of six uh mike schmidt um doug loves movies thrilling adventure green guide letters Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a pretty solid opening night so for 29 bucks you get to see you get the food and drinks the free the couple of podcasts and the movie that nowhere else you can see this film right and it's not obviously it's not going to be on the live stream and uh, one of the things we want to mention too it's not gonna you're going to be able to get a seat we're actually going to do an overflow screening in the room next to it too in case the uh, first one fills up yeah so don't worry about oh if i buy a ticket i'm not going to be able to get into we're monitoring every day exactly how many tickets are being bought believe me um and we've sold more this year than we ever have which is great uh and see a lot of you new people there this year. yeah a lot of new people and then of course we're screening the earbuds again sunday morning at 10 a.m and then immediately following that'll be the cfn show where the first part we'll do a little q a with doug benson who's in the film and then we'll bring uh susie and dave on and and watch some movies it'll be great trailers movie Mm -hmm. trailers um yeah we did the walkthrough yesterday at Sofitel. everything's looking good yep um with everybody it was the big big fancy walkthrough so i think we're more prepared this year than we've ever been i shouldn't say that out loud that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, we don't know what we're doing it's gonna be a fucking disaster um just don't ever i'm sorry it's the dumbest thing i've ever said we're gonna edit that out um but uh just the takeaway is we're prepared this we're year. prepared yeah for, not, for a festival this we're year. We're prepared for a festival. Mm-hmm. Not that in years past we haven't been, yes. but we are prepared. Yeah. Um, we're ready for you motherfuckers. Yeah, fucking bring it, bitches. <laughs> bring your fucking young weird away. Shut up and get your wristband and sit the fuck down and buy some merch. Don't you fucking look me in the eye, you son of a bitches. Um, but we're so happy that you yeah. guys are coming. Thank you. So we couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without you and your yappy fucking bullshit. The website does just buy a fucking ticket. Shut up. 
Um, <laughs> when the festival have chairs get more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. We fucking said that a thousand times. Yeah. Um, but honestly, guys. But Graham's not being sarcastic. There will be more comfortable chairs. There will there. be. I swear to God. <laughs> we we heard that last year, and that was like. About 100 people. But, Everyone uh, yeah. that sat in one of those chairs. Yeah. You can't do this again. Yeah, so that's well, more, done. Taking more comfortable care. chairs. So also, that's the other takeaway is we actually listen to you. You know, we, we make it better. We listen to the fan feedback. and um, We do, even when it sounds like, Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird when it comes through an email and it actually sounds, it sounds like, like that. It sounds like I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's like an app you guys yeah. apply to it, but it's weird. You open the email and you hear, I... I do declare. <laughs> it always sounds like the grandfather from The Simpsons, I guess. <laughs> right. For shame. Um, Dear Time Life magazine. Oh, God. <laughs> Time Life sends me another goddamn email about the chairs. I don't even know why they know about it. Um, no, but we, we... We're really excited. We're excited. And, this uh, isn't me crazy stressed. This is just, no, not just, at all. It's no. like uh, we go through this every year. And we were talking about it yesterday. This is the first time we have two giant things ending on the same day. We have the movie premiering and a preview screening and the festival. So, And the, this is the biggest the festival's ever been. Yeah, this is the biggest the festival's ever been. And it's our first feature film that Comedy Film Nerds has made. Yeah, so, it's the biggest film I've ever been a part of. Yeah, me I too. I never had really. screenings like this for Afghanistan. With the exception of the uh, million-dollar budget that they threw away in Bulgaria. <laughs> Other sure, than that, you have yeah. a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> you have a different experience than I do. Um, but uh, we're really excited. It's going to be amazing. What I'm really excited about, too, is it's a, we've got a, a mix of great old favorites, a lot of new shows, and some new technologies, new sponsors, and just some new cool, fun things that will be. The, the art show is art new. Art show that Paige Branson is um, taking care We of. have, uh, in, in fact, we didn't mention this yet, but we're going to have very special Comedy Film Nerds merchandise only Ooh, available at the festival. New fest-only merch. Mm-hmm. Get it's, ready. It's awesome, too. It's really awesome. Yeah. Doing limited runs on this stuff, uh, poster, all this stuff. So we're, we're, right. really, we're really banging out. Speaking of, um, not only first-time guests to this program, but also brand new to the Los Angeles Podcast Let's festival. introduce her. I was wondering if she knows of anybody who's going to be new at the festival. <laughs> no, no, a very funny comic that I had the pleasure of working with the Hollywood Improv earlier in the year who's got a very funny podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, first time in the Nerd Garage, Aaron Foley. Thank you. <laughs> you got to sit there for five minutes and listen to us. No, rant. I was just laughing that I was like, wait, am I supposed to be like, quiet <laughs> in the garage? We have no rules here. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's funny, too, like when you host a podcast and then you listen to it back. Whenever you introduce a guest, they always go, it's good. And you're like, oh, great. Oh, we're already tanking. Like, the energy's like, so I'm just like, hi! Because it's hard because there's no audience. Because yeah. you used to as a comic. Yeah. And here's their yep. bully and everyone yeah, claps. Yeah. So there's just dead silence. Yeah. All right. Woo! Yay! Yeah, like we had yeah, to turn I make the air people could do off. this. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, good. We should get fake applause like a morning radio show. I, I want should. to use more morning radio sound effects. I've got this. Someone gave me this really, I haven't used it in a while. You know, it's like, all-in-one jingle sound machine. It's, like, really tiny. And it's got, like, you know, flushing the toilet noises, which is always makes me giggle because um, I'm 14. But uh, there's a applause, and sometimes it really, really comes in handy. <laughs> really comes in handy. But, so, Aaron, uh, tell us about uh, your podcast. 
Well, it's called Sports Without Balls. Uh, I I'm obsessed with sports. I have a sports problem. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, for me, why do you define it as a sports? I, problem? I was just gonna say, like, for me, it doesn't feel like a sports problem. I would say all my ex girlfriends would say you have a. They repeatedly say you have a sports problem. I do that thing where, like, if sports is on, I like don't hear people. Like, I will. It's the one thing that, like, I will focus on, and I don't. I like my life stops. It's awesome. And you can just like just just watch. And so You know what I mean? The, the, so, so you should present that as I'm good at focusing. I'm good at focusing when there's sports on. Now, is part of the problem you come from the problem because it's like, oh, a, a, a girl shouldn't be this into it? Is there some of that? Coming? No, it's that to me, it's just funny. Like, it's that, you know, when straight ladies are like, I walk in the living room and my boyfriend doesn't hear me. And that's how all women talk. Um, <laughs> no, I've read and, their emails. Yeah, like, every, every male comic, it's like when they talk about their wife or girlfriend, it, it always goes into like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like standing like I don't think I've ever heard a lady talk like that. Yeah. Uh but only yeah, in a Betty Boop cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I've I've had that complaint. Uh I don't um I shut like I shut down, I shut off. Like I can't but I've loved them for so long. Anyway, so everyone's doing podcasts and I had this this uh, former um, agent and he was because I was complaining I wasn't getting enough road work and he goes, Do a podcast and I was like I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, talk about comedy. And then I just started researching. I remember researching yours. And, and I was like, oh, you can, I could talk about something that, like, interests me. Yes. Um, and uh, so then I was like, well, I'll do sports. And then there's not enough women talking about sports. It's insane. So many women love sports. So I decided to do a real small niche podcast where I just talked to other women about sports. But now I decided... By I the way, all podcasts are niche. Yes, okay. that's true. But it feels like ladies talking about sports is like real super niche. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like real, like... But that's the beauty. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. I love about podcasting yeah. is yeah. you find this thing that you love. Yeah. And and then you you and, and you go, well, wait, no one, no one is doing this. Yeah. Like there's plenty of sports podcasts and quite honestly... I like sports, but I can I can't stomach much sports talk from no. guys who are like bleh, bleh, bleh. and it's all stats and yelling. So I thought it would, it, you know what I mean? It's all, and I'm like, you can get that anywhere. Stats and yelling. So we don't do like my thing is like like I'll have guests on that that are uh, you know journalists or athletes or like a lot of comedians, and they'll will just make make fun of stuff that happened that week, or I'll just scream about my fantasy baseball team. Uh, or we'll, t- we'll talk about stories of how they played sports or whatever. So it's not just like the batting averages because you can get that anywhere, anywhere. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's more you know story and tangents and and the other thing too that they've been trying to do a daily show for sports. The, 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 why that doesn't exist? Because yeah. the, some of the sportscasters and reporters and ESPN and Fox guys need to be skewered just the way yes. the Fox and CNN people are with politics. Yeah, exactly. And so. That to me, if you're filling part of that void, yeah, like that's amazing, and 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 that's what I would want to listen to because I can't. The Jim Rome types, I want to suffocate yeah. them all uh, with pillows. I, so I can't keep doing what you're doing, and then eventually some dumb network executive will make a horrible version of it and put it on TV. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cross your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, just recast me, Charlie yeah. Sarah. <laughs> Talking sports, but no, I, I it's it's just I just love it. I love it. You know, it's just like an hour. Just, what is your favorite sport? 
well, I guess I guess it's always been to play. It's been basketball, but to watch, it's been football. But now the NFL is so like, burr, burr, I just beat my wife again. It's hard. So to you're get like, oh, such a bummer. I, I, yeah, I love football. I played it. But it's so hard to like get on board with the NFL. I know. Do you think there'll ever be like another football league? Like, remember how the XFL was around for like six minutes? Yeah. Do you think anybody else will actually it's, try that again? They have such a stranglehold. The money is too they much. They have billions yeah. of dollars. They have such a stranglehold on the market, on the culture in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because it's like football Sunday is such a thing. And I love it. Which like, I love, I just, which I love. Yeah, I was just yeah. watching my Bears shit away a game last yeah. week. And I, I was, was watching like, my Giants shit away a game yeah. last <laughs> oh God, Sunday, which was also my birthday. Thank you. Thank you, Giants. I've been watching you since I was five. That was brutal. The Cowboys are like, here's the ball. Here's the ball again. Hey, take the ball. And we still crap the bed. Ugh. It's, so, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, we, we've got an interesting show uh, today because um, inadvertently we all saw a low-budget genre program. <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> for the reviews. I just tonight. literally spit on my coffee. I literally did a spit take in the in your garage. Okay. That's a new wow. category. Low budget genre program. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. Yeah. Here comes some You're low budget love nonsense. <laughs> Lower your film bar. Yeah. <laughs> we had to this weekend. Because uh, we're still... What the fuck is we're being still in released? A dead zone. Yeah, we're still mm-hmm. in a dead zone. Like... It's so, just like, what do we have, like a couple more weeks and then it starts And then it starts okay. picking yeah. up again. And then we start yeah, getting yeah. oscar yeah. So, okay, let's start with Sharknado 3, Graham. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to say that... You're sorry you didn't see them in order, uh, Yeah, oh, I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> just, guys, please, see them in order. You're gonna miss stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's there, like there a are, uh, ocean godfather. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> There are p- porn trilogies that have big, bigger, more required <laughs> storylines to watch than this. Um, okay, first of all, I need to preface this. I was at the Burbank Film Festival. That's right, bitches. Wow. <laughs> Name wow. Get your steel toe boots. Yeah. Um, you were at the BFF? Yeah. <laughs> With your BFF. Hey. That's exploded. Um Yes, in a AMC six in Burbank. Um, so I was there because another name drop. I'm security guard number one and the martial arts kid. Get fucking nice. ready. Nice. So, nice. so Jim Wilson. So uh, technically, you saw that movie too. Yes. So we're going to review that one again. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And Jim Wilson, who produced it with his brother Don the Dragon Wilson, yes. who Don and and Jansen Pantier that we had on the show right. uh, about a year ago. Um, He's like, hey, there's a red carpet. And I was like, how big is this red carpet? (laughs) (laughs) A piece of a red carpet. It's like a toe hold. We have a a red throw rug. Yeah, okay. Um, Do I just need to wear red in honor of something? So I get there and they have this pretty, I'm like, all right. And there's all this, I don't know if it's what level of press or paparazzi this is. It just seemed like a lot of iPhones, but there was, but. (laughs) Talk directly into the iPhone. (laughs) Oh, you're periscoping this to 46 people? Great. Um, But no, they had, they had some press there and it was fun. And some people got super dressed up and I was like, yeah, let's you know, let's do this. And I've seen that. I saw like a cast and crew screening. Mm -hmm. So this one had a little more credits and jazzed up and you know, the martial arts kid, it premieres this weekend in LA and New York. Nice. Oh, that's great. So, you know, uh, if you want to see it, 
between live streams of the podcast yeah. festival. If you can't make it out, please, wow. please do. That sounds like an exciting weekend. <laughs> <laughs> a child's anti-bullying yeah. martial arts movie? Yes, Aaron, you're, you're correct. Is it, a, is it a good kid's movie? Honestly, Chris, it is. Yeah, it is cool. a good kid's movie. It has a good anti-bullying message. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it because it's, it's anti-bullying and here's the good part of martial arts that can that can combat that. Like what the, the intention of martial arts is, yeah. is you don't go looking for fights. You don't go starting only if someone is, is hurting you. Right. And, uh, and how martial arts, when, when you treat it as a discipline, it can improve your life. It should improve all aspects of your life. It's not just about cage fighting. Right. It's super feel good. That's it, awesome. It's super feel good. And, and the thing that is amazing about martial arts kid, they shot this movie in two weeks and wow with four cameras rolling and it has a storyline and all this, you know, and there's all of these badass martial artists because it's Don the Dragon Wilson. So he knows everybody. Called his friends. Called his friends. Cynthia Mm -hmm. Rothrock, the two of Mm -hmm. them have done 30, 40 movies together. They play this married couple. And then there's scenes at the dojo where he's like, we're going to bring in, and they're actual like grandmasters teaching wow and i was just like like my instructor in there jerry blank is in is in there and i was like Mm -hmm. oh shit there's sensei jerry like Mm -hmm. it was just so much fun and i've met so many cool people and then you know it's fucking awesome to see yourself on a you know i I have two lines i come in as a security guy like hey you guys can't be in here or whatever it's like so cool that's really cool got a little laugh and i was like holy shit i'm on a big screen i'm on a big screen (laughs) how great is the word dojo it's so it's like the greatest word we have dojo and sensei it's just Uh, so great and so, because I got a wristband, they're like, well, you can come to more movies. So we, yeah. we checked the program, and I was like, well, fucking Sharknado 3 is on. <laughs> so, like, we're coming. So, we went, we went to the martial arts kid after yeah. party. Because when you think film festival films, you think Sharknado 3. Boom. <laughs> so, here was my Sunday. We go see martial arts kid. Then there's an after party at the martial arts museum on Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, which is really cool. Wow. Uh, not huge, but it's a cool museum. Gives you great history. And there's all kinds of weapons from all different styles. Oh, neat. It's awesome. And then after the party, came back for Sharknado 3. That's great. <laughs> which is Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. These movies. <laughs> the sec- Sharknado 2 was Sh- Sharknado 2, the second one. Mm-hmm. I love these movies on a lot of levels. First of all. Haven't seen the first two, but I just love... When I heard the first one, I went, brilliant, tornado, shark, put them together. Yeah. Like, keep making these. Octa, hurricane, or whatever. Just fucking keep doing them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) Just dragon Nami or whatever. Just keep keep making (laughs) them. Keep going. They're low budget. Um... And the, the marketing at Comic-Con is always hilarious. Right. Like, last year, they had people protesting, going holding up signs saying with 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 uh shark teeth marks in them and a, a woman on a bullhorn going no. what do we want sharks where do we want them in tornadoes yeah. like i know fucking <laughs> hilarious i thought you were serious for a second i was like oh my god people were seriously protesting <laughs> I, I i was like people i was like people need hobbies this like, is a real issue aaron yeah, you need to yeah. really yeah, pay I attention like, Wait, are people trying to protect sharks like yeah. what's happening <laughs> okay that makes perfect sense so that's their whole attitude going into all of it right is th- yeah. we know this is ridiculous how many people from 90210 are in these? Oh movies? my god, dude! Tara Reid, Ian Zerling, they every Lou Ferrigno, the president is Mark Cuban. Like they are like the more Jerry Springer, Ann Coulter, Michelle Bachman, like every lunatic freak. Did they die? Yeah. Did they get eaten? And the way they get eaten, and they don't fuck around. They're just like, 
uh-oh, the weather's getting bad. You know, just like, <laughs> That's awesome. just not again. You know, and they're attacking the White House. Like, yeah. how, where do they keep coming from? And I guess if you see the first two, there's some, oh, she's back. There's yeah. a couple of those moments, but it doesn't matter. Does anybody have an eye patch? I think. Somebody yeah. missed that one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tara Reads has a prosthetic oh, arm. Oh, that's great. great. It's a mechanical hand. She's pregnant with their... Uh, Ian Zierling's baby, mechanical hand, you can unscrew it and a saw comes off because that's the best way to kill a flying shark, Erin. Oh and she has to protect her baby. Her baby. Yeah. This is real world stuff yeah. that's happening It'd right now. It would be amazing <laughs> if the baby had a shark head. Yeah. That would be oh, so Some kind of great. hybrid. Everybody's name is Finn and Gil. Now I have to go it's, see this. It's, and they don't have a big budget, so the effects are not great. Who cares? <laughs> it that. is... I love when a movie just comes in... And yeah. is like, this is what we are. This is cotton candy on a roller coaster, right. like with yeah. everybody with clown horns. Yeah. Like, just right. go, just, yeah. just go. <laughs> <laughs> just, That's awesome. And, you know, there's a scene where the, you know, the sharks get into outer space, and Sarah Reed goes, um, How are they surviving in outer space? And Ian Zerling goes, How do they survive in a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> And so it's great. Shit like that, the whole movie, where you're just laughing. Mm -hmm. The more absurd, the better. I cannot see these movies whenever yeah. you get the chance. If you just want ridiculous fun. Right. With with and and one stunt cast after another. Just one ridiculous like Rick Fox is in it. Like oh just my God. anyone, the more ridiculous, the better. So it's a very blast. cool. And then All go right. see the martial arts kid. Yes. And nominate security guard number one. For <laughs> one of the best performance of security I've ever seen. He meant business. <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> so now let's go to our guest. Um, you were very gracious and saw the visit so we wouldn't have to. Yeah. Um, yep. You're a trooper, man. So um, what did you think, Aaron? And first, are you a fan of M. Night Shyamalan's films? Uh, yeah. Like, I, you know what it is? It's not like I, I scare super easily. So I, I don't really go see a lot of like mm -hmm. horror thriller. Or but horrible I, movies. Or, yeah, or horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's really kind of crapped the bed on a lot of them. I don't know why. I, this, I, this is the second week I keep saying crap the bed. It's just not, I don't know why I'm saying it. But anyway, um, uh, I liked, you know, I liked the a couple of his first ones, and then it just felt like he kind of gave up. Uh, but now the the visit, well, when I first sat down, I was like, I thought you you give me a ten dollars gift certificate to see something that was good, but um, <laughs> that didn't show up yet. Uh, yeah, Weird. it was kind of fun to see a movie I would never go see at eleven forty five on a Monday. And I was like, I'm going to be like the only one. But I thought, oh, it's Los Angeles. It's going to be packed. And I'm just going to look around and be like, what are what are these people's lives like? You know, Because it felt like I was doing something I shouldn't be doing. Like I should be working. Why am I seeing a movie at 11.45? <laughs> uh, so that was kind of fun. But it was, um, <clears throat> you know, I thought it was bad. But I, I also thought it was enjoyable at the same time. It was just, it was one of these things where I wonder if it's going to turn into like a super campy cult classic. Because it was super campy. Like, I was laughing throughout the movie, which I thought was awesome. And I was like, wait, am I laughing because this is bad? I was like, no, he's like, he's put in these really funny moments of. So you think it was intentional? It wasn't like. Oh, it was totally intentional. Okay. Yeah, which I appreciated. But like, I, you know, like, I, I don't have enough experience probably like review, reviewing movies or like, 
you know, to be like, oh, that's a throwback to like, you know, sure. that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just appreciated that it, it didn't take itself seriously, but I think that was on purpose <laughs> because there was a couple scenes, uh, essentially these, Catherine Hahn is the mom and I just need Catherine Hahn to be in every movie saying every line because she's a dream sequence. <laughs> like, I love Catherine Hahn. Like, since, like, for like 12 years going back, I'd be like, who is that one with the four lines being the friend of the bartender? And now it's Catherine Hahn. Um, so her her uh, son and daughter uh, go spend a week with the grandparents in like rural Pennsylvania, and I was like, "This is gonna be great," because rural Pennsylvania is a shithole. Um, uh, I went to college here, where I'm from. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, oh, sorry. Uh, I did spend four years in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and yeah. uh, I played basketball. But so I know we, what you're talking. Yeah, about. it's just. Oh, you're on the basketball team. Yeah, so we get to see like podunk towns of Pennsylvania, and mm. some of them are, you know, well, they're called like blue balls and virgin. Once you go, you know, we we always say it's. Pennsylvania. Once yeah. you go past, yeah. like a certain uh, part of the the east coast of Pennsylvania is like where the actual cities are. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, and then you're like, oh my god, now we're in West Virginia or Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. It does get kind of scary. Where you're like, okay, I'm driving through getting gas, but are they going to eat me? Yeah. <laughs> Totally, yeah. So it was one of those, you know... Unless they help your basketball game, wondering, like, if we don't win, are we going to be cannibal food? True. You'd have to, like, be like, pull the bus around. I got to score 30. We got to win by a lot in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, But yeah, it was super campy. The the grandparents were fantastic. They were so great. Uh, The grandmother... Uh, the funniest thing to me, though, was uh, it was a you know brother and sister, and the sister was kind of pretentious. She wa- she was documenting, she was doing this serious documentary, and uh, so maybe she couldn't. She was like just too focused on making the documentary, because the brother was just like, "There's so much spooky shit." like going on she's like no it's just that people get older and i want to get the light coming in from the window and the grandmother so it's a found footage movie well they're doing it like she's shooting the documentary as it's happening oh it's found footage movie okay so that's (laughs) all right so that's that's what it's that's a term sorry um yeah so it was like part of it was like and part of it was like sometimes you just want to the documentary style, I was like, all right. But then they did like kind of like the shaky thing. And I'm like, we've seen that like 20, you right. know what I mean? That's kind of, times. but yes. the best part really was just, I needed, the grandmother was psycho and I needed mm-hmm. so much more. Like it was so great. At that 10, 15 grandmother, she'd, uh, she'd like be climbing up the walls and running around and uh, it was fantastic. And then she'd get right in front of the camera and go, ah! And everyone would scream, and I'd start laughing. Uh, that that was fantastic. I literally was like, "That's awesome!" And then you know, it went horribly awry, and there's some gross scenes. But do you, um, do you think this is his like comeback? Because I always view, and it's it's good having you on the show because I've always used M Night like a ball player that was awesome early on. Yeah, and just can't get back, and I keep wanting him to. Like, yeah, remember all those games he yeah. won? Yeah, that was See, I un- look at him as the knack with my Sharona. <laughs> wow oh, wow one hit wonder one hit wonder so okay Texas midnight runners yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. pretty much okay mm-hmm. um so six cents was his come on eileen yes. yeah okay. exactly yeah mm-hmm. i don't think uh he's gonna get back with this one if i i mean i don't know i'm not like an expert film person but it was uh i thought part super fun campy and part like 
Like the boy was a rapper, and I was like, oh, God, enough with these horrible raps. At the very end, the end credits, he starts rapping, and I just left. I was like, I'm good. I'm all set. Well, here's the thing. If you look at IMDb, the budget was estimated at only $5 million. And also self-funded. So he had to fund this. this. Oh, okay. It made 25 or so over the weekend. So I I think I think it's going to be one of those campy culty things. All right. Because there are parts that were so funny to me. Now, so I, I don't know, I guess I, it's I, like I was going to save this for site spotlight, but since we're talking about it now, I have to uh, mention it. CJ Johnson did a uh a written review of The Visit on our site. Okay. And he said it looked like M Night made this movie specifically for teenagers. And uh he said that M Night in an interview had said that well, 14 is the minimum age that uh, a kid should see this and cj put in his review and i think 17 should be the maximum age. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i was laughing you know what i mean like it wasn't like it was campy thriller you know what i mean like it wasn't anything um groundbreaking where you're like oh my god like i'm on the edge of my seat and i'm gonna crap my pants any t-. like it, it wasn't like it was you were funny. Gonna crap the bed. i was gonna crap the bed i was crapping the bed as as uh the, the grandfather had some Diaper issues, like they, like I'm not even kidding. There was like diaper scenes, so you're just like it was so but like funny. So I kind of liked that because I hate being terrified. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I would say that's a great review. I would say 15 to 17. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's not like you know what I mean. Like I don't. It would be something where because there was a little kid there, and I was like, whoa, that's that's mean. Uh, but I don't know how they got the little kid in there, but. Um, it is. It's a perfect teenage movie. All right. So if you keep it in that context, maybe mm-hmm. it's pr- fine. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, high school kids, you got something to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a, that's. A You've only point. got three years to see this movie. That's yeah. Not bad. Not yeah. Bad. So you want to go our, the one actual documentary that snuck in, or should we go into um, the next low budget? Yeah, genre I'll go. Film? I'll, go <laughs> I'll go into this real quick, just because okay. um, Black Mass is coming out this weekend, so yes. it kind of relates. So there's a there's a documentary about Whitey Bulger on Netflix called Whitey United States versus United States of America versus James J. Bulger, and I would suggest I'm glad I saw this. I know a little bit about the Whitey Bulger story. But I'm glad I watched this going into Black Mass, which we'll talk... I'm, I'm excited to see Black Mass. The trailers okay. look good. So <clears throat> this, though, goes into specifically the trial of 2013. Okay. Oh, wow. Now, obviously, in that, they're they're going back to this event in the 70s and the 80s and this, that, and the other thing. But it really focuses a lot on some of the families of the victims and the people involved. And holy shit is the... Like, right, he's an evil criminal. Yeah. He's an evil ca- gangster criminal, but... The Department of Justice and the FBI in Boston, man, they do not come across good on this at all. Like there is some serious fucking corruption, um, and it's great because it's it's all these like New Englanders, like you know, I don't know who's fucking worse, Whitey Bulger, the fucking Department of Justice. Like the whole movie is a lot it's of that. The greatest accent. It is, it is great. It yeah. is great, and it's and it's really and you're seeing real people like, you know. Whitey Bulger killed my sister, you know, like, yeah. it's... Is it's, there footage of him talking, like, not just on, uh... You well, hear like, telephone, you hear telephone. Okay. stuff, because he's in prison mm-hmm. through his attorney. Okay. But they got it. I mean, I'll give, I'll give the defense attorneys, you know, the defense attorneys are like, look, 
Whitey Bulger, yeah, okay, but the Department of Justice and the feds, man, this is bullshit, and they're trying to hide that they didn't do this. And Like a lot of payoffs for them to like look the other way, basically? He was paying them, and they listed him as an informant. And he's like, I wasn't an informant. Now, the argument is made by the Department of Justice, well, of course, he comes from old school South Boston where, you know, you're a rat, you're dead, you know? Yeah. So he's like, of course he's not going to cop to that. But the, 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 the evidence... They get a lot of outside people. They get the guy that wrote the book, Black Mass. Mm -hmm. There's a couple books written about this, obviously, which I'm assuming is he's the guy who optioned the movie. But you get a lot of investigative reporters, a lot of people working in that going, no, if he was really an informant, you would have this, this, and this. And the Department of Justice only has this. And where you're kind of like, Jesus. Everyone's on the payroll. Everyone's on the Bulger payroll. Yeah, yeah. man. It doesn't look good. And it's, 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 it's really compelling. It makes me even more excited to see this Johnny Depp film to see how, obviously, the Johnny Depp film looks like probably Whitey in his heyday, like in the 70s and 80s, not focusing on when he was old and got caught in Santa Monica, near where I live. I know. It's so <laughs> crazy. I always go back to that. I, I can't believe like someone was his neighbor. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. hey, Bob. Yeah, did I did I see him at the farmers market? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's a nice old man, yeah. you know, who's just How, wasn't he there for a while? Like twenty, thirty yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, twenty yeah. years is crazy. Like, he split ninety three. Like twenty years. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So, um, can you imagine if you were just like you were like working in the coffee shop and he came in like every day, and then all of a sudden it's like Whitey Bulger. You're like, damn it! Wow, he was a really good tipper on those I cappuccinos know. for fifteen years. He always paid cash. Yeah. No, I credit or <laughs> oh, is that a big wad of bills? I just you got to think yeah. too. After ten, fifteen years, you're like, ah, oh, well, now they're never going to catch. Of course, me. They haven't yeah. got me by now. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, it's it's fascinating, and and I and I would I would recommend watching it. That's a great idea. Watch that and then go into going to Black Mass. Mm -hmm. um, so all right, all right. What'd you see, Chris? I saw Blood Sucking Bastards. <laughs> And is it Oscar season? Is it, like, this I know. clearly was Oscar Jesus. season. The Visit, Sharknado. They're all coming out now. And I will say, this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, this is a movie that starts off as an office space comedy. It starts, <laughs> the, this entire movie takes place in an office. No way. And what happens is the office is, you know, no one's working. It's a very unproductive office. And I will say, every weirdo that you've ever worked with in an office is in this movie. <laughs> Like, I've done temp work, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I recognize that guy, that girl. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I think I worked in IT with that guy. And it's so funny. And then they um, bring in a um, basically an efficiency expert, a management person. And in order to get the office into shape, he pretty much bites everyone and turns them into vampires. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. And... Um, Joe Murray is like the head of the office and he's hilarious and it and and it's it's a really smart fun horror comedy and it takes kind of like the tropes and spins them around a little bit and it like it it doesn't shy away from just slowing it down and just making some cool really funny office jokes before it's like <laughs> I think we're going to lay people off and then there's somebody behind him who goes yeah bill bill <laughs> Like really funny, like office based type humor, and then and then it gets you know crazy with vampires and, and yeah. Blood, but and the work hours uh, shift to the nighttime. <laughs> well, that's they make a joke about that. They say, "Wait a minute, we have vampires in here," but he says, "Yeah, well, this building has no windows, and with the fluorescent light, they're allowed to come in here without any problem." <laughs> Oh my god, I love so it. So they acknowledge all that Flexible stuff about, how, about yes. how horrible 
working in this so office horrible. is, and uh, it's just really vampires fun. Vampires can survive yeah. here. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that's it's how cold. It's perfect. This work yeah. environment is soul crushing. It yeah. is. <laughs> so it's a coffin. comfortable it's, yeah. for vampires, yeah. and it's literally you never see any other location other than the office right. the entire thing is like this is the perfect way you make a low budget horror comedy yeah because you know this budget was next to nothing and they maximized every dollar even you could see like the production design like you could do this was like maybe an empty office they rented for a week or two because there's barely stuff on the walls <laughs> like they barely had enough money just to even put reports and stuff on the walls to make it look like a, a working office and um, bit, it probably <laughs> feels like knowing indie filmmakers it's like Hey, my brother-in-law said that this company is yeah. moved yeah. out, and the next right. one's not coming in for three weeks. Right, we can do it if we get our shit together <laughs> now. now yeah, we yeah, can yeah. shoot this What's movie this and be Office done. space with vampires. Yeah, just, yeah. Just go. Just, just <laughs> improv, improv, shoot, improv. Shoot, shoot. Yeah, and it, it, it's just really fun. It's funny, and it, it's one of those movies that you're like, I want to see more of these movies. I want to yeah. see more of these. Indie um, vampire, indie horror comedies, and uh, what was really intriguing was one of the screenwriters has a great non diplume. Um, his name is Doctor God. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. No, you know, I'm like all right, um, this is, we're not taking this seriously at this all, which is great. Um, that's the fine so line really yeah, of like yeah. not taking it se- like you know sometimes you watch a movie you're like wait are they serious yeah yeah because if they be are this is horrible yeah. but right. if you're not this is right. amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly and that this is like you don't they knew exactly the, what they were doing you don't want to slide into phoning it in like right. yeah not giving a shit yeah right. but not taking it seriously yeah. and and that's that's a different thing right and that was sort of the charm of the visit i was like okay like if we're all on the same page that this is hilarious mm-hmm. This is kind of enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know? But if not, ooh. Yeah, and this this was this was one of those movies. Yikes. The other two, it's like, clearly, um, this movie was not made for $5 million. No, so yeah. it's a, they really maximized every uh, dollar. I mean, uh, it, there were definitely some restrictions on the budget. Like, you know, the effects were pretty cool. There were a lot of practical effects, right. obviously. Vampire makeup and blood splurting everywhere. But, uh, you know, there's one scene. Um, this is not a spoiler. It's, it's like they, they want to kind of suit up and you know get ready to fight the vampires and you know get all the weapons somebody has got a bunch of weapons in his truck and then they go and they're like oh the weapons are gone like oh man well i was kind of looking forward to that (laughs) scene but i realized that's well that's kind of a writing budget slash thing where you know some something like that didn't really pay off then they went and like kind of suited up like in the office supply closet (laughs) and i get that joke but it would have been i really wanted to see uh suit up Kill the vampires in the office and make it like crazy. Yeah, uh, but they really, they they really, for, with what they had to work with with the budget, they did an amazing job, <laughs> and it, it it is worth seeing, especially if you're a, a horror comedy fan. So uh, definitely check it out. So the combined budget of all the movies we saw was yeah five point three million dollars. Yeah, you're you're still well under ten million. Yeah, that's that's a fun uh, that's a fun concept though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it would have been fun to see like. Carol, the demure secretary, right. get like a, you know, spear and start chasing vampires or <laughs> yeah, whatever kills them. Holy water. It, it's, de- yeah, it's, it's a really fun movie. Well, let's, um, what do you want to do this? You want to do this? Yeah, let's talk about our sponsor. Touchofmodern.com. And we're, we're really excited to have the sponsor still because one of the things that sometimes it gets hard with sponsors, like you got to kind of 
pitch the same thing over and over again. But the thing about Touch of Modern is it changes mm-hmm. uh, almost every day. And uh, so we can actually tell you like different things that they have on their uh, site right now. And the thing I love about Touch of Modern is it's like a curated store. They have really cool things. They change all the time. And they've got really stuff that you can't really find anywhere else. Um, there was a couple things that I loved that I saw there today, but they were a little expensive. They actually have a living coral reef like that you could put on your desk like it's a little like little ecosystem that they send you and it's like a little tank and uh it has like a light that goes on it and it was something that somebody kickstarted, like to have like a little ecosphere like a little uh, and they have it on uh, touch of modern right now so definitely check it out like it's a tiny little coral reef that sits on your uh, desk but it's alive so then i could have that on my desk and then i could just cut my feet on it and remind myself of when i surf in hawaii exactly (laughs) i think that was the sole purpose (laughs) pretty sure and i think what they do is they do like a theme like today because then i'm like oh that's kind of interesting but then they had another thing that's really expensive but really cool they have a desktop aquarium for jellyfish like you could actually have an aquarium with like two or three jellyfish this is something a super villain would have right yeah let me see your hands would you you like to take a look at my fish (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and it looks really cool because i don't know if you guys have ever been to the monterey bay aquarium um i just was there this morning yeah so (laughs) so weird weird. Uh, they actually have a, a display called jellyfish's art and what they do is they have all these different jellyfish and they do different lighting to actually make it look really kind of re- like relaxing and cool and like artwork and i think that's where they may have gotten the idea because that's what it is it's this tiny little tank that looks like artwork and then the jellyfish kind of float around in it like a calming effect on your desk that's amazing because yeah. that's the opposite of everyone's experience with jellyfish you know it's yeah. nice to get yes. a positive <laughs> yes. a positive twist on jellyfish yeah. Yeah. beautiful because people are just like well, i'm gonna die yes. pee on me pee on me <laughs> so it's nice that they get their due. It does come with a vial of emergency pee. <laughs> okay, There's good, a, good, yeah. good. Um, the thing I saw that was really cool is the back, the cold shoulder, the backpack cooler. I love mobile. Is it really called the cold shoulder? Yes. That's great. Cold shoulder bags. It's a backpack that's all cooler. I'm a, I'm a I'm beach in. guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mobile snacks, mobile food person, mm. and this looks great. And you need constant refrigeration. Yes. You do. We're not savages. You know what I mean? We yeah. got <laughs> to have cold beverages. So, and of course, like everything, it's on sale. So guys, go to touchamodern.com. And of course, when you... There's no subscription fee. There's no, there, there's no coupons or anything. You just go and sign up. That's it. Refer a friend and you get 20 bucks. Which and, is cool. And they get 10 bucks, I believe. No, they get 20 or they get 10. They get something. They get a taste. They get a taste. <laughs> <laughs> they get a half a jellyfish. They get a half a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> they get some jellyfish, a little taste of jelly. And the other thing, too, is remember, this stuff goes away and yeah. like uh, pretty quickly. So if you see something you like, you got to jump on it. Pay attention. Don't let this cold shoulder bag right. run away. <laughs> yeah. I like, the, I like the cold shoulder bag. That sounds really... This yeah. has to take, takes you, four hours to get to the beach, so you need to be there for a while. And yeah. you could bring your jellyfish in the cold shoulder oh bag. God, it's all coming together. <laughs> this is a perfect afternoon. Yeah. I think you just uh, bring Sharknado on an iPad yeah. and you drag your desk with all these accoutrements <laughs> on it. Set up shop for your office speech desk. <laughs> um, well, all right. So, Aaron, let's talk about, uh, obviously, you, you, like, you said you like action movies, but also sports movies. Yes. What are your favorite sports movies of all time? 
Well, my fantasy baseball team is the Rockford Peaches. Uh, It's my first year playing fantasy baseball. It's taken over my life, and uh, but I love it. Yep, yep, I love it. Uh, I'm the only woman, so it's always like a callback to League of Their Own, which is probably I probably have seen that too many, too many Mm -hmm. times. Uh, You know, we were talking about this the other day. I also people were you know talking about sports movies. You know what I was thinking about that I hadn't seen in a while, which I just love is The Natural. I loved that movie. It had that bizarre kind of twist to it with like the whole, the shooting and the silver bullet and it got kind of weird. And that isn't typical of like your Rudy's and your Hoosiers. (laughs) You know what I mean? It got a little dark. I, which I did like. Saw that movie when I was like a teenager, 12, 13, something like that. And it was one of those movies that, so stayed with me. Yeah. I had such an it had such an effect on me. I saw it at the old orchard uh, cinemas uh, near where I live. Grew up in Evanston. Old orchards in Skokie. So they had nice kind of theater seating before everyone was putting theater style seating and big seats that were cushiony. So we loved going to old orchard and we went there on like a Friday night. It was like my mom and stepdad and we couldn't all sit together. So I sat alone and just had this experience completely alone of that. And I still get chills when I hear the music and and the fantasy of it and how, you know, he hits this crazy home run and it's everything explodes and, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then the sun at the end. with Oh my God. I remember my mom, like my parents are huge sports fans. Right. And so, and uh, Barry Levinson directed this, by the way, which is like one of the things I love. It's one. Oh, I didn't. Re- I didn't even yeah. realize that. Um, and yeah, I just remember my mom just get like I just remember just had tears pouring down my face and and like it's like old school Irish Catholic family, so there's not a lot of like everyone feels and they have like ulcers because they can't let it out. Yeah, you know, you have and, two emotions. Yeah, you have anger and drinking. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Push it down. Push it down. Push it down. <laughs> and then my mom was getting teary eyed. I was like, this is. <laughs> I just remember being like, this is, I love that. I love that movie. That's like, yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Um, so are, do you have a, a sport specific? Like, I'll, I'll see any of, of like, I love uh, any baseball movie that comes out. Are you just like any sports movie? I love hockey movies. Yeah, I'll just, you know, I kind of watch them all. I, I always, like, I'm trying to think of ones recently. Like, all my favorites are, you know, like the Bull Durhams and the, like, just sure. older ones. But what did I see on the movie? I saw the, the Kevin Costner, the draft one. That was horrible, but I still found it enjoyable. You know what I mean? I was like, "This is great for a, like a the back of a seat on a on a plane, two hours." So, you know, had its moments. Isn't that the best? That, that those sports movies, you know, they're like rom coms. They're so predictable. They're so and yet, yeah. Every time I'm on board, like I know the kid. Then I was like, "Is he gonna go with the?" T-? I even found myself sort of interested by, the, you know what I mean. So they they all kind of get me. You yeah. know what I mean. We were talking thirty for thirties. I watch a lot of thirty for thirties. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's just like box of Kleenex. And then I wonder, like, where are they now? Like, I love the follow ups, and uh, it's just like those, you know. It, it, and then I've been starting to watch some hard knocks um, where they'll they'll take a football team and they'll kind of go with the team before the season starts in tra- in training camp. in training yeah because you just want to know like i always get sucked into like it's always about the story for me you know what i mean like i can take a team that i like i can't stand like for instance Dallas Cowboys are like i hate them mm-hmm. but i saw 
uh, a 30 for 30 on Jason Witten, their tight end, who I actually sort of liked a little bit. And he came from such a brutal family. Like his father was super abusive and he had his brothers and they were, and then the mom took him out of the situation. He grew up with his grandparents. I'm like crying. Now I'm like, all right, now right. I'm going to cheer for Jason Witten. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I love the stories of, um, and there was a great series two summers ago that celebrated Title IX, which was equal opportunity for collegiate mm-hmm. men and women. And they did uh, nine, called like nine, nine for nines. And they were amazing, all about female athletes. The stories were just fantastic, you know? That's the thing I, because I, sports has inherent drama in yeah. it. Yeah. The, the training, the, you know, the making the team. Like, uh, like it was funny, I was, I was watching some, I don't know what it was, but it was Jim Harbaugh talking to Jameson Winston, getting him ready for the combines and all this stuff. It might have been on the NFL Network. And Jim Harbaugh made a great point. He said, to get a job in the NFL, you have to take another man's job. Like that's uh, how yeah. you get on a team. So I was like, wow, it's so competitive. It's so competitive. That's a brutal way to look at it. It is. Too. Yeah. And it's damn never, right. That's it's interesting. It. And yeah. every professional team, I don't care what the league is, has a certain number of rosters. That's yeah. people on the roster. Yeah. So if you ain't on it, you're gone. And you had a great season last season. This season, your numbers are down. Like the thing I would like to see, um, it's funny you bring up the title nine thing. Cause I went to a WNBA game like a week or so ago. And, you know, I'm watching and it was a great game and, and, uh, and obviously there isn't the revenue there. Yeah. So what that means though, is what these women are going through. Like I watch the MLS, I watch, I like smaller, yeah. the, the underdog leagues. And I'm like, so the league minimum is not 180 grand. The league minimum is probably 40 or yeah. 50 and like. You know, you live in LA and you're making fifty grand a year. That's not a bad living, but you know what? what oh, yeah, and then they have to travel the rest of the year. They have to be in Russia and China, yes. and yeah, they, gotta, they can't even stay. No, they can't, you can't. They're like road comics. Yeah, even they are like road comics. Even like if you're better than average, it's like eighty grand. You know, and then yeah. they have to rely on sponsors. But what if you just like you're like okay. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're okay means you're one of the best female basketball players in the world. In the world. And you're making, and you know, the season's only like four months. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go see the Sparks play on Sunday at 12. Uh, they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs, which was a surprise. How? Which I, was a surprise. I mean, I saw them. Because last year, I went to a lot of games last year, uh, and it was like, nah. You know, they had some, they had some good players, but it didn't really come together. But this year... They're a lot better. What's and I'm it? actually a New York Liberty fan, and they're killing it. <laughs> it was, I, yeah. I would love to do some sort of documentary or a Hard Knocks type show about like the WNBA arena football, yeah. like double A baseball. Like, let's see what that's, what are they, and what are these athletes having to go through? Because the thing about, well, not even like double, the journey, the journey, but yeah. not, not even double A baseball, but like the WNBA. You're the top of the mountain. Yeah. That's it. There's not a $20 million top of your mountain. The top of your mountain is 200 grand, 500 grand. Like what are the best players in the league making in the WNBA? Well, uh, maybe a million. No, no, God, no, not even close. No, they make all their money overseas. So the highest paid WNBA player, I'd have to fact check it is probably, you know, maybe 150 or something like that. But Diana Taurasi, who's probably arguably the best WNBA player, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you could argue that, two, three, whatever, she just got paid like a million dollars to sit out the season from her Russian league. 
So she's not playing in the WNBA this season because so, she got paid like I think it was over a million dollars not to play. So she doesn't get hurt. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to know what that's like. Yeah. I would love to know the behind and the scenes. And it didn't go over well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Just understandable. Her team won the whole thing last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's- so those stories are really interesting to me. Yeah. Cool. All right, we want to go to DVD and Blu-ray. Let's do it. Uh, Furious Seven out on DVD. If you missed this in the movie theater, check it out. I love the. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I love these Fast so and Furious fun. movies. I got sucked in, and now I'm all in. You gotta yeah, be. Yeah, I got. So ridiculous. I got sucked in, and now I'm like, I could. After watching like a couple, I was like, Oh, I'm in. All my chips are in. You got to because they're, they're, they're. If like a Sharknado type movie had a hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, like right. this is and yeah. this, this is what this yeah. is. It's just like no one in the writers' room who's pitching stunts is told no. Yeah, we can't afford that. Yeah. No, no, you want a helicopter to hit the thing yeah. over the bridge, and, and you then... know it's coming, and you're just like, I don't even care. I don't I'm going to take this ninety minutes off and of my you, life. If you if you watched the um, first couple in the series, see, like now we're on seven. Um, they have a remarkably different tone. Oh too. yeah, like they really like. No, we're making a serious action car movie, and then they realized a couple in, we need to abandon that. Yeah, <laughs> we we need to Someone let people in. Someone said that joke. to me. They're, I, I was like, you know, it was only in the last year. I was like, I hadn't seen any of them, mm-hmm. and they're like. Uh, and and you know how sometimes like people get like they get really pumped up about whatever it is yeah. and mm-hmm. this friend of mine was really pumped up about these movies she goes one and two are great you know like really good <laughs> and then they're like you can just take even just take three four off it's like whatever you know and then five it gets you know and I, I literally was like I can't believe we're having this conversation <laughs> and she's like in seven you just start crying you're just crying and then the retrospect the Paul Walker at the end you're so, and I was just like. Oh. <laughs> she broke it down. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's yeah, pretty great. Um, um, next one is Disney Cinderella. This was the live action one. Now I saw this. Um, the family kind of liked it. Um, daughter liked it more than the son. Little bored. Uh, for, yeah, with, it was a very uh, girly story. And here's the thing about this movie. It didn't do anything wrong. It, it like hit all the right beats. It was like, okay, Disney, we're going to make a live-action version of Cinderella, and that's exactly what they did, and that's exactly <laughs> what everyone expected, and that's exactly what everyone got. It didn't do anything new, different, weird, or but it was exactly what you expected it to be. So um, if you have kids, they might enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, if you're an adult, chances are you're familiar with the story, <laughs> and uh, you may not need to see it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take a Xanax. Walk me through the Cinderella yeah. thing again, beat by yeah. beat. What is this? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Love and Mercy. Uh, I did see this. This was the the Brian Wilson story. I Beach like Boys. Beach right? Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cusack. I really liked it. I know some people, I saw some people online like, because it had this weird thing where two different actors played the character. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. What do you right. mean? Like young and old? Is that what they did? Yeah. They okay. did. Paul Dano played young Brian Wilson uh, I gotcha. and um, Cusack played an old version. Oh, God, it's old. It's horrible when John Cusack's playing like an I older know. version. I know. Yeah. Jesus. One of my 89. I know. Yeah. I graduated <laughs> in high school with my brother. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, but it's, I liked it. It's a good movie. It's one of those movies that like, if it slipped through the cracks for you in the theaters, it's definitely worth renting. It's a, it's a good night. It's a good night home. Okay. Um, And when we did the site spotlight and fan feedback, we already talked about CJ's review of the visit. And he also has a straight out of Compton one, but there's a, uh, 
Do we want to do this one? Can I just can I just say one thing really quickly? Yeah, go ahead. This is a moment I think you guys would appreciate. Really quick, straight out of Compton, I'm watching ESPN and Ice Cube and Ice Cube's son are sitting there, and they're big like L.A. Raiders, whatever. So they're promoting the movie, and it was uh, uh, Hannah Storm who was interviewing them, and she's great. She's actually a legitimate Mm -hmm. good uh, uh, sports journalist, but she's so white. She's like the whitest (laughs) woman ever, and she had pearls on, and she was like. I am just so excited you guys are here. I cannot wait to see straight out of Compton. It's going to, and I literally was like, is anyone saying this? Is anyone? She's just like, your performance, Ice Cube, at, uh, uh, with the um, NWA and the straight out of Compton. And I was like, this is, this is like, one of the greatest mo- moments. You boys have a wonderful rap yes. combo. Yeah. yeah, I literally was like, I this is so so. You so guys seem so excitable. On yeah, stage. yeah. I just know. I know you guys were just really formative in the music uh, community. And <laughs> she, every time she said "Straight Out of Compton," I was like, "Is this a drinking game? Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen." Anyway. Um, so let, let yeah, let's do the email. All right. Have. So this is this is uh, fan feedback. This is so funny because we talked about I think in the Owen Benjamin episode about our fans and we say how now they're they're very polite and they write point of order. So the minute we said that, I knew we were going to get one of these, <laughs> and I so welcome this. This is from uh, fan Skip Curtis. He goes, "Good day, sirs. I enjoy your content. Point of order." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> After listening to your own Benjamin episode, I watched the trailer for The Visit. I cautiously agree that M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong <laughs> may have uh, accidentally stumbled into making a decent movie once again. Hmm. I'd give it pretty... I'd give it a decent. You do? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Aaron, Aaron mm-hmm. concurs. It's a decent... Um, the guest is already in my Netflix queue as you were discussing it. I thought... Th- this reminds me... Um, this reminds me of your next and I'm in. Hashtag work it. Uh, you then inform me that uh, it is from the guy who brought me my new recipe for a successful unfun family reunion. Insane. <laughs> and finally, Chris, uh, Wormwood, Road of the Dead, fantastic. Many, many thanks to you for following up on your, on your watching of the correct movie recommendation <laughs> by the thunder from down under. <laughs> And many, many uh, cheers, mate, to CJ for bringing it to you in the first place. This email is amazing. Um, you guys help make uh, the hour spent in my car much more enjoyable. LA Podfest will be another success for you this year. Enjoy your time with fans and friends. Skip Curtis, Brewer, Maine. That is the greatest yeah. email. Point of order. Point of order, sir. <laughs> so thank you, Skip, for writing that in. Um, all right, premiering this week, uh, Black Mass, which looks great. I'm um, so. We've been talking about this for mm-hmm. years. Johnny Depp, go back to this. Yes. No more yes. fucking skits and bits. And if you're wearing pirate hats and if you got gold teeth, you yeah. can't stop. Oh, crows on your head. No, you're not yeah. Native American. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do makeup, yeah. it better be to play this kind of guy. This is what right. he was born to do. This is what right. you're meant to do. Yeah. You're not a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, and easy with the booze when you're accepting awards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm excited. Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Chris, are okay. you excited for this like the last one? I am already angry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this movie yet. I'm already angry at it because I'm still angry at the first one, how I was duped. Now, granted, I had unrealistic expectations for the first one. However, 
the concept got me like so i was like i can't wait to see this movie and just the fact that you know teenagers in peril trapped in a maze with monsters in it how do they get out why are they there i'm in it was like labyrinth meets cube and when i saw the movie i'm like oh this is nothing like labyrinth meets cube and now there's a sequel that i'm already angry at it was one of the rare times usually i'm the guy who goes i don't know this might yeah, be yeah. you go graham no sir not gonna happen and was i was reversed. the one going chris yeah. you really are pumped yeah. up for this and you're like i think and then yeah. you're just fucking furious when i saw the trailer for this i was like oh this is gonna make chris fucking lose his shit yeah. wait is this the, is this the one with the kids and they get dropped in yeah and then the people are watching, and it's, uh, sure. the, the maze yeah. starts yeah, yeah. moving, it's not and on then a plane. I've there's seen monsters the, in it. Are so great planes are great for dumb movies like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I, I, the scorched I, trials. That's yes. like the most dramatic. I'm already giving this movie a bad review, <laughs> uh, based on the first one. <laughs> I am going to go see this in one of my comfortable food theaters. Uh, and you're going to test the theory of giving good reviews to movies in that theater? Yeah. Chris, Chris <laughs> thinks I. Because there's two theaters in L.A. where you sit in comfortable chairs and they serve you food. They're the greatest theaters ever on the planet. Um, the Dine-In, AMC Dine-In 6 in the Marina Del Rey. Ah. And then the new um, El, uh, Regal and on Jefferson in also in Marina Del Rey. Oh, okay. Lazy Boys, Footrest. It, it's the greatest. And Chris says, I see so many <laughs> shitty movies there. And I always come back, wasn't that yeah. <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute I got you. yeah yeah so i'm gonna see this in a food theater okay and and we're gonna test this we're gonna theory. test this out if i can yeah. yes court trials was a little better than the second one you're gonna yeah. be like all right graham you're out of your goddamn mind i'm gonna have to make a pilgrimage to marina del rey oh do yeah it. it's worth it it's the greatest is thing. it because the median age is like 75 is that why they make the chairs comfortable no isn't they... it like isn't marina del rey like older wealthy people <laughs> Or is it just, just because my friend's I think mom you're lives there? Of Beverly maybe? Hills. I thought Marino Ray is like just basically a retirement community. I might have. Nah, I might are. have. Okay, it's yeah, a floating yeah, retirement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're all yachts. Yeah, yeah. They're all yachts. A lot of uh, diversity in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of white people in a cheesecake factory. Yeah, that's yes. Upwardly mobile wide people, wealthy yeah. wide people, yeah. significantly financially secure wide people. There's uh, some used Bentleys. <laughs> um, Everest. I think we're starting to get into Oscar time. I think Everest. I'm excited. What's this movie about? Who cares? <laughs> a man in a backpack and a frosted beard. Now yeah. this is a scorch trial. I'm yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it could have the big budget Oscar contender that's what i think all right they're slipping one in early they're slipping one in early well black mass is this weekend so yeah. you know it might, it's might be starting it's yeah. starting. the jake right the jake uh, gyllenhaal isn't he in everest uh everest is with um, um brolin brolin oh and uh isn't everest also isn't gyllenhaal climbing a mountain <laughs> i'm sure it, at I swear some I, point i thought i just saw a trailer of him with a pickaxe uh, doing something no no no, you're thinking of something. You're thinking of Killing Maybe Manjaro. I honestly saw James Brolin's face and I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, this is Gyllenhaal. Any, any guy with a beard? Uh, yeah. I think it's Gyllenhaal. Uh, what's his name? Jason Clark, who's a really good actor that's been in uh, Zero Dark Thirty and stuff mm -hmm. like that. He looks like he is in playing one of his classic, like, but I think he's he's actually an Australian actor, so I think mm -hmm. we're hearing his le legitimate accent, like, the mountain's going to eat your life, <laughs> or whatever. Like, I'm fucking well, in. So Bro Brolin's in it, you said? Yeah. Okay, and he's actually in the next movie too, Sicario. 
um, with uh, Emily Blunt, where she gets wrapped up in a conspiracy of drug dealers and government conspiracies, and she saw too much, and now she's in danger. And uh, there's it, it. It could go either way. It looks like it could be a really cool thriller drama, or it could be a complete mess. Like if you see the trailer, I did. I thought like, the same thing because I like her. I like, I like those movies, yeah. and I was like, that could. Uh, I could go either way. Once she yeah. started becoming this action, this badass, yeah. mm-hmm. which she was, I forget the Tom Cruise movie, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it um, came out. The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was great in she that. She was great in that. And yeah. I went, all right, so this is the new Emily Blunt. Like, I liked her before because yeah. she's a really good actress, but she was always kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's yeah. like, fucking knocking guys out. Yeah. So that I'm excited about. I am, I think, unfairly influenced in that I started watching Narco on Netflix, which I love, and this seems like it might be about that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to, I'm just like, I'm in, like, yeah. Central American, South American drug fighty. Let's do it. With Let's government it. involvement and conspiracies. Yeah, cover-ups and drug money. Hey, everybody off. I'll see you in Santa Monica in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron a- Foley's review of Whitey, United States of America versus James that's, that's your review of everything coming out this weekend. I'll see you in Santa Monica. I'll see you in Santa Monica in 30 years. I gotta climb this mountain and kill these drug lords. <laughs> wrap up, ding. Wrap up. Um, all right, I'm excited. I think I think at the top of the show, we're like, oh, we're still a couple weeks away from Oscar contenders. Mm-hmm. I think no, sir. I think we're a couple days away. I think it could be. And mm-hmm. I will be watching one of these probably Monday afternoon. Yes. As this weekend, I will be busy. <laughs> we will um, indeed. So... Yeah. That is Monday our afternoon. Show. You might be still asleep. I will be surfing. <laughs> yeah, I will be at a spa <laughs> of my choosing. Well, yeah, you guys deserve it. I mean, I mean, we'll see. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking you guys should take Monday off. <laughs> I, think, I think Monday we're going to get an email from Aaron Foley going point of order. Point yeah. of order. My podcast, Sports Without Walls, was not handled correctly. I thought the volume on mic three would dip. <laughs> 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 but the chairs were very comfortable. <laughs> Sweet and sultry. <laughs> like Graham's food theater. <laughs> like Graham's food theater. Um, well, that is our show. So, Aaron, what do you got coming up aside from you being in LA Podfest? Oh, you know what I got coming up? I got four weeks in Los Angeles. Ooh. I have been on the road so much, and I'm so excited. Uh, and then I am, uh, I'm doing a fun gig outside of... Uh, Portland. I'm on a gay cruise. Nice. Uh, it's all on AaronKFoley.com. And then, uh, oh yeah, and then the, I just booked Cap City in December, going back to Austin. Oh, That'll be super fun. I love that. that. That room is fantastic. Yeah, so uh, AaronKFoley.com. I'll throw up all the dates and times and just it's too much information it's obnoxious if you cannot come to the la pod fest and want to watch sports without balls along with everything else uh get the live stream save five dollars on coupon code balls <laughs> b-a-double-l-s uh or also coupon code cfn yes and guys um you know we talk about it on this show like just spend twenty dollars with us once a year uh and that's how we keep things going and if you can't make the festival using the coupon code. And I know many of you listen to several shows. You're like, oh God, it's so hard to pick which show do I give the money to? Just whatever. Pick it. That's how the shows get paid. Um, one of the ways they get paid. They're also doing ad reads. But but you're helping support that show individually. You're helping support the festival. And you're getting 
really almost a month's worth of content because you can watch it all live and then we archive the entire festival. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The only things you can't see in the in the live stream are uh, earbuds and the stand-up show. Yep. But, but the, you also get all the panels and yeah. workshops too. Yeah. I know a lot of you guys are podcasters or you're getting into podcasting. And there's going to be a great one on crowdfunding this year too. Yeah. With, uh, hosted by Tom Merritt and it's got people from Kickstarter and Patreon on it. I would listen if you want to if you want to crowdfund indie thing. Right. I would I would watch that. So so check it out, guys. Um, and also we have a couple new products in the store as well. We have um, Allison Rosen is your new best friend T-shirts, hey. and we're the only one that has those. So check them out. There's uh, men's sizes and women's sizes, and also we have Thrilling Adventure Hour DVDs. But we also have a new Thrilling Adventure Hour gift pack. We had a bunch of secret gift packs that we didn't announce because they would go out of the uh, garage so quickly. But yeah. this one we can announce because we have a lot of inventory on it. It's a CFN Thrilling Adventure Hour gift pack. It's got the Thrilling Adventure Hour DVD, an exclusive Thrilling Adventure Hour pin. It's got a Thrilling Adventure Hour written comic book from Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. It'll be signed. And the signed Comedy Film Nerd's Guide to Movies. Can't get that anywhere Nope, this is the only place you could get it. And the one thing we want to ask you guys is that Comedy Film Nerds is growing, and we are looking into office space in Mm. the Los Angeles area right now. And we always found that whenever we asked you guys, the fans, for tips or helps on stuff, Mm -hmm. you guys always came through for us. So if you know of anywhere reasonably priced in the Los Angeles kind of area, uh, send an email to info at... Uh, comedyfilmnerds.com and we will check it out. We're looking for a office space in the Los Angeles area. I got a two-car garage. It's a little windy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you some details. Book it. Um, All right, guys. That is our show. Thank you so much to uh, Aaron Foley for coming out. Thank you, guys. It was super fun. And congratulations on the festival. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. I'm super psyched. Glad to have you there. And uh, guys, hopefully we'll see you Uh, at the Sofitel this weekend or on the live stream. And if not, hopefully in a city near you. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.